I'm Kat from Rock 95. And I'm Charlie from 107.5 Cool FM. And welcome to More Than Real Estate Podcast. This is all about bringing life and energy to real estate without always talking about real estate. On these podcasts, you can look forward to interviews with influential members and industry partners. These stories will focus on their personal growth and incorporate lighthearted, inspiring, and sometimes funny segments. Highlighting the fact that there's more to realtor life than being a realtor. Living Greenberry is a local charitable organization that is motivated to build a well-connected and literate green community and is guided by a knowledgeable board of directors comprised of environment professionals, scholars, and practitioners. They educate and inspire the community about the environment through the use of community events and projects. We've got Andy Pellin here, the executive director for Living Greenberry. Hello, Andy. Hello. Nice to see you. <laughs> nice to see you. Yeah. Uh, so can you just kind of give us a rundown of what Living Greenberry is all about? Sure. Yeah, we're uh, we actually have been around for 31 years, which is crazy because uh, some people know us really well. Other people have never heard of us, which is insane for 31 years. But um, we are an organization that is trying to bring environmental awareness to the community. And in particular, as of late, really about action. Like, what can you actually do? And that's what we really want to do uh, right now is take this uh, organization out of the realm of oh, wouldn't it be great if we all, but instead of, hey, here's something you can actually do to make it really a tangible thing that, you know, outside of the realm of just what the government should be doing, more into the realm of what everyone should be doing. So do you work with builders? Do you work with homeowners? Yes, yes, yes. Anyone anyone who will have us. Yeah, anyone who will have us. No, I mean, this is the whole thing. It's like, um, you know, we need a community. We need the community to sort of step up. And we just want to be there to sort of guide this along and uh, make it a little bit less frightening. I think uh, when people think of environmentalists, they think environmentalism, they kind of think of greenies that are going to come in with a scowl on their face, point their fingers and say, huh, look at that plastic bottle you're carrying. And then there's a lot of judgment around this. That we're trying to make it something that you realize that we start making some little changes in our lives, that those changes actually aren't painful. There's no reason for any kind of judgment. We're all just trying to do what we're trying to do. But here's a little helping hand in uh, in getting us to that next level. Ten parts your snack of choice, though. Pardon me? Ten parts is your snack of choice. Absolutely not. They're horrible. No, I'll I'll just take a bag of whatever (laughs) is salty and crunchy, really. So what what is your passion um like it, i mean it, the environment and it's such a big there's so much to do but what what is your sort of where do you like to put your focus with the environment like what is the thing that you can tell us like yeah. what can i do when i go home okay well well what is my passion is trees i'm a tree person like i am full on tree hugging kind of tree and i obviously i have an education in that too i actually am a forester which I think people think is a a strange uh, tree hugging thing, but it's exactly what it is. It's like learning about the forest, but then I'm also uh, an ISA certified arborist. So trees are my thing because, um, you know, we talk about climate change and that is our number one thing. Like that's the elephant in the room when we start thinking about all the different environmental issues that are there. And there's so many, what's the big one? Well, that's the existential threat. So that's the one we probably should be focused on. And again, as somebody who loves trees, I'm like, well, trees, climate change. There, there's the machine that fixes climate change. There's a lot of other things that you can do for climate change too, but uh, hits every every mark. And what I've learned um, 
about trees is that uh, the city and towns do not like it when you cut them down. <laughs> That's true. And I have learned in this area, and maybe because we are more country and more forestry up here that, you know, and that's something maybe people do need to know is that, you know, if you have a dead tree, um, you know, it's like there's only certain trees you can cut down and certain trees that you have to save and then you have to plant more trees after you cut that tree. Oh, my God, it's <laughs> overwhelming. So what, what is the reason for, and I understand the, the importance of the trees, but what yeah, maybe is. Maybe Charlie should come to your tree planting event. I know. Yeah, you can come. <laughs> I would like to plant some trees. You should. you should. I don't, you know, it's, the, the tree thing is overwhelming. And this happens like when we have the, you know, you have the tornado and you have high winds and a tree comes down, but you can't really cut it down. You can really clean it up. Like how do you. Well, I think you speaking do? in terms of like for realtors, okay. Think about uh, the cost of a house in an established neighborhood. Right. What do they mean by established? When you start thinking about what that means and why you suddenly have this big monetary uh, tag, price tag to Sunnydale area, it's the trees. The trees are big. So the trees are actually one of the most important things to have there. The other thing about trees is we have a problem with too much carbon in the environment that is that is you know one of the greenhouse gases that carbon dioxide tree is carbon it sucks that up so tree is the machine that takes that uh, atmospheric carbon dioxide and turns it into a tangible thing so if you cut one down you release that back so now you've just like it was just basically the tree was just borrowing it it was holding it there and now you've released it so cut a tree down need to plant um Ideally, three more. Yeah. And one of the reasons I'll say three more is because people seem to think that you can just plant a tree, it'll grow, it's fine. No, trees, they trees don't. Are everywhere. They don't. They actually require a lot of work, and it might not actually work. Yes. So if you done. plant three, yes. then probably one will be there at the end. But, I mean, we, we're really, really um, not great with um, planting trees in yeah. yards. And I think yes. this is one of the things is that not only can a tree in a yard, um, you know, make your house beautiful, improve your resale value, but, and obviously, you know, stop an existential threat from killing us all, you know, those kind of little things. But, uh, you know, there's also um, additional savings in things like, um, you can create a windbreak with yes. like conifers, like the needle trees uh, placed in the right spot. You can bring wildlife in. Suddenly you've got this peace and happiness kind of thing going on. You can, and I mean, not wildlife like a moose. I'm thinking more like birds and yeah, butterflies. Like blue and, in your yeah, backyard, yeah. robins that, you know, make exactly. yeah, yeah. tree. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, <laughs> And then a, uh, you know, if you have a, a leaf tree, right, you've got full sun hitting your house in the winter when you want it, and it drops all of its leaves. And then in the summer, it puts all the leaves out. Now you've got full shade. So now you've got like major energy uh, efficiencies from the tree. So they're just, they, they really do hit all the marks, which obviously you can tell. I like love, trees. No, I, I love trees. I think you're missing the mark a little bit where okay. I feel like you should have like little stickers on every tree to tell me if I plant this tree, what it'll do for my life. Cause that might motivate people. So it's like, Hey, here's a maple tree. It's a baby. Here are five facts about how it will make your life better. If you plant it on every tree, on right? every tree. <laughs> yeah. Like there could be like a little, like, this is what maple trees will do for your life. This is what cedars will do for your life. We could carve in a little QR code. Right. Just, yeah, use That's their phone. Cheap. I know. I'm, so your tree planting in May. 
Tree planting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we uh, did, we have a whole bunch of different tree planting um, events and things going on, but some of them are with smaller groups. But this is our community planting events. This is where we want people to come out um, and get their hands dirty. And in my mind, there is nothing more grounding than planting a tree. For starters, you're taking something, yeah, literally, like, and, you know, uh, you, you take something small, you root it into the ground, and you hope that it grows. Like, that is essentially what we're, like, that's growing hope, because you're not going to be probably sitting under that tree, unless you were very young when you planted it, maybe. So this is like really growing a hopeful thing. Uh, it grounds you in your community, because now you've actually added a really benefit to your community. So this is something that you've done that is actually going to improve the world. And I think at the end of it, even if you end up with sore knees from it, which I end up by the end of the season, uh, tree planting season, um, your, your body feels good because you realize that you have done something, you get dirt under your nails and it's not from housework. It's volunteer from hours for teenagers. Absolutely volunteer <laughs> hours for teenagers. But you know, I, I love the that when I hear teenagers like, no, I don't want my volunteer hours because I already got them. Because again, I think volunteerism, we put that mechanism in place to try and encourage them to do it. Yeah, but, but now really, it's like a chore. Now yeah. it's a chore. It shouldn't be a chore because, you know, it's, it's one of the greatest things that, you know, everyone should definitely do some tree planting and do it right. Well, that's the problem. I was going to say, you know, I'm putting a lot of pressure on me for this, like, building of hope. Yeah. Really I really yeah. am, because now I'm having anxiety about, like, I, I buy this little tiny tree, and it's so yeah. cute. And then you're like, and those are big things at weddings now, right? People are giving out little baby trees so you can plant it. I remember that happening. That's cute. So my cousin, sidebar, uh, got married, little tree. And I'm like, oh, this is so sweet. You know, I'm like, oh my God, what do I do with this thing? Yeah. And like, I don't know how to properly plant trees. So I did try to plant the tree. Yeah. And um, six months later, she got divorced. Yeah. And the tree so, probably died. Right. After. So I feel like maybe that might have been my fault. Yeah. I jinxed it by not planting the tree right, is what I'm trying to say. Uh -huh. Right. So how do, how do you, how do you, can we describe this a little bit? Okay. I, I think I can. I think I can. I don't know if visually this isn't going to work. I talk with my hands, but, but really the big thing is when you're seeing a tree, you're only seeing a part of that organism. The rest of it is under the ground and the roots. We don't pay any attention to the roots, right? Right. But the roots are everything. The tree itself is just kind of like the, the visual, but it's the hairdo, right? It's, yeah, it's like you know, it's you not the person, makeup. it's right. the hairdo. It's like, and yeah, exactly. And what's happening under the ground? So how do you plant a tree properly? Get those roots to have enough loose soil around them to be able to spread out. So imagine somebody like lying there with their hands spread out on a bus, taking up as much space as possible. That's what a tree wants to do. It wants to go out laterally, like out to the sides so it can get all the water, get all the nutrients, get everything it needs. And then it'll uh, do something about its hairdo. So even, <laughs> so even it, so I think maybe that's a misconception because it's so small. You just, you dig a little hole, but yeah. you're saying give it more space, but make the hole bigger. 100%. And the other thing is a lot of spots that you're planting trees have been compacted. So the soil isn't loose and fluffy with air holes right. and spots for water. It's like concrete because we've walked over it or driven over it. Or when the house was constructed, especially newer houses, they uh, do a lot of construction uh, back and forth. And then they just put like a little bit of soil and then they try and plant a tree. And then another, cause it's like, you're trying right. to, plant the tree into pavement and it has nowhere to spread its 
uh, roots out. So that's the big one. Loosen up and get those roots to go out and give it lots of water. So how do you get involved with your, your tree project? It's coming up on May 7th. So do do you provide the trees? How can we get involved? How can I, how can I learn how to plant trees properly? So there's no more divorces in my family. Uh, okay. Well, I can't say anything about the divorces because okay. that's, that's, that's on you. Yeah, um, yeah, and, uh, but <laughs> she's putting it on me too. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, May, May 7th. And we actually have a second one on the following weekend. Great. So just go to our website and then uh, follow the instructions again. Uh, sorry. Uh, www. Do you have to say that anymore? No. no. Okay. So livinggreenberry.com. There you go. Just ignore the W's. Um, and yeah, you can just go there. And again, because of COVID, we are we are cautiously optimistic that it'll be just like come and it's no problem. But for the last two years, we've ended up having to do pre-registration and do small groups. But we're hoping that this, so that's why you have to go to the website for. What, what's how, because everything's day to day. Who knows what's yeah. going to happen a week from now, right? So check our website and Before see what's May, going on. You guys have another event. I feel like you're busy every month. Yeah, April. The green screen project? Yeah. Yeah, so we do, we do monthly events. Um, and what we've done is, um, so for this month, we're actually having a native tree and shrub sale. Um, we are selling also rain barrels. And rain barrels are another really great one. Um, so you can go on to, again, our website and check this out, but a rain barrel, if you're not familiar with it, takes the water that hits the rainwater that hits your roof. And instead of, okay, imagine the water is hitting the roof. It goes down through your eaves troughs into your downspout. Now, can you picture in your house where that water is going? Probably not. I'm going to challenge you to go home and take a look. Where is that water going? Just, it just runs off. Yeah, ground. just runs off. There is no such thing as just away, right? It's going somewhere. Ironically, right? yes, it's flooding my backyard. Is yeah, it's there's something where it's going. So a rain barrel is something that you're capturing that water before it goes away. Um, and then you can use that water to water your garden, to water your trees, water your lawn, whatever it is. And it's the best water because it's the right temperature. It has no chlorine or anything in it. So the plants respond like crazy from it. And the great thing with the rain barrels that we sell is they're actually repurposed food grade barrels. So no new plastic is created. These are, uh, you know, syrup from uh, from Mediterranean came over in them and they're all cleaned up and then turned into leaf barrels. So again, that's what we're doing this month is we are doing on Earth Day um, and we're going to be selling the uh, native trees and shrubs. Uh, and then we're going to have a whole bunch of gardening demonstrations about composting, all the things. Because really what we want people to do is start thinking about their yard as being a way that they can give back to their community, which sounds weird because it's like, it's my yard. But anytime you do something environmentally good in your yard, you're actually doing something. It's actually a political thing. You're doing an activist thing by making your yard better. You're actually doing something for the whole, whole of your community. I would like, yeah, the composting is very appealing now. Like, cause you know, what we do is obviously you've got your green bin and you yeah. throw your compost in there and then you throw it in the green bin and it reeks, especially in the summer. It gets, yeah. it's smelly and it's gross. And you're just sometimes maggots are involved and yeah. you're like, you know, so like I can take, <laughs> Like the sound effects, I just want to, you know, give the visual. So, but that would be neat. Like how to create a compost, like how do you build a compost? Do you have to like, there's it's soil and worms are involved. Yes. Like you have to buy worms. Like how does this work? Well, soil and worms are involved, but um, talking well, from somebody that I has know, no idea. And this is it. There's so many people like Charlie me. Charlie loves the outdoors. 
that has, I have no idea what to do. And the idea of it overwhelms me. Right. So if you just get these little, okay, I'll explain what I do at my house. Okay. And where I think is I'm, I probably do a little bit more about the composting than most people, but not as much as some of the people I know. I know some people who are hardcore composters, but um, so a lot of people will just use their green bin. They throw anything uh, into their green bin and that goes, that's probably what you're talking about with the bags and the maggots. Those are fun. Um, So the, I have two, three backyard composters. Again, maybe I'm a little more radical. Uh, one is for all of my yard waste. It all goes in there. Uh, and then for my food composter, which is any of like my produce uh, scraps, that goes in and then I mix in some of the yard waste compost. It doesn't smell. Neither of those smell. There's no smell coming off of those. Um, the green bin compost, my third one in the house, uh, that is for anything that was cooked. And that's the stinky stuff. So that's why you're getting it in small quantities. Put it out every week. It's right. great that it's going out every week. Because again, you don't want those. But if you take most of your compost, your um, like you banana know, peels, eggshells, ban- yeah, like that, that stuff. Okay. And, and yeah. then just use it in your backyard. That's the non-stinky stuff. And again, you cover it with your uh, leaves and your grass clippings and stuff like that. That'll bring in the bacteria that will break it down bacteria is the reason that things don't smell because it actually, you know, is basically eating away. And then the worms make it even better because now it happens quicker. So worms, if people think they're icky, what if you didn't have worms, you would have things would smell a lot worse. I had had like 400 on my like driveway last year during that crazy rainstorm. Yeah. they, They could be, they would be happier in the compost. I would think like, so how do you, do you need a certain soil or like, how do you, how do you build or start that compost? Um, so again, I, I, we did ours instead of old pallets, but again, we're probably a little more radical than most people <laughs> about that. Just go to the, uh, to the local hardware store and buy, uh, the really good ones are the rolling compost okay. composters. They're usually black and they're black plastic on purpose. Cause you want them to heat up right. and the heat makes everything go a little bit quicker and they just roll it every now and then. Uh, and that's probably your best your, uh, starter kit composter. Okay. And I'll tell you the fourth composter I have is my dog poo composter. I was going to ask you. Dog and cat poo uh, composter. And for that one, yes, I am using worms. Uh, We bought specifically red wigglers that work the best for that. And they're, because they're going to break down um, fecal matter, which is a lot more toxic. So again, it's just like you get a, a, what do you put it in? Like just a, again, a compost bin. And then do you have soil in there too? Or you just dump the poo in and just hope for the best. <laughs> um, we are doing, we don't dump soil in. Soil is what comes out, Cut right? Fish. Got it. But Got we it. put in the greens, so your lawn clippings and leaves and stuff like and that. And then you put. And then, yeah, and then, so you sort of make it like, in, and then we put it in the sunniest part of our yard because we want the um, we want the warmth in there as well. And then you also have to water your composter. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Again, okay. think of it as like, like, you're trying to create something to break down. If you right. actually like, if you wanted to, if you're deliberately trying to make something uh, disappear, yeah. you would add water, you would give it sunlight, you do all these right. things. Like that's that's how you make something disappear. Okay, we're getting complicated. So yeah. what is one thing everyone can do today that will kind of help the environment? Like one simple thing. One simple thing. Okay, um, stop the uh energy leaks around your doors and windows okay it's a pretty simple thing and that's that actually ends up 
it's, it's amazing how many people don't think about how much insulation they have, uh, just sealing up cracks in windows, just those kind of things, or switching off lights, those kind of things. Just, you know, get used to switching off lights, get, um, programmable thermostats. If you don't have one, they cost almost nothing. And then you just set the time and the temperature in your house to when you actually uh, would want it to be that temperature. And those are very simple little ones that you do. There you go, Charlie, start there. Yeah, that's a good start. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really excited though about the idea of the, the composting though, because that is something like I wanted to do and I have two dogs uh, now and they poop a lot. Yeah. So uh, again, picking up in the spring, like it's been overwhelming and I actually have I'm forestry around me. So I'm literally shoveling and tossing it into the forest, which I guess would be a natural compost. Hopefully. No, should I not be doing that? It's a, a do tree. Do the tree maybe? Trees don't like my dog's poop? No, most things don't like dog poop. The oh biggest God. thing with, with, with poo, I'm calling it fecal matter because that's more professional. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The biggest thing with fecal matter, especially from animals that eat uh, other animal products, is there's, uh, there's some things that can really do damage to water sources. Right. Uh, so depending on where your water course is, anytime it rains, it's taking that fecal matter and all of its bacteria and it'll run it into that. If there's not, you know, maybe it's low percentage of uh, if you don't have a, a pristine stream beside your house, maybe that's fine. If you have neighbors that don't mind no, you doing that, forest. it's just the forest. It's so, just the forest. There's yeah. coyotes back there. So, but if somebody <laughs> wanted, if, uh, you know, I'm, I, I love how knowledgeable you are about the environment. And I, and I do think that, you know, you could really do a lot of wonderful things for people like me that have no idea what to do with, with their homes. Um, if, so how do you, if somebody wanted to talk to you about, you know, being more green or, or doing something uh, within their neighborhood, it, like they can come in to your website or like, um, like how do you work with the, the like real realtors Right. Um, well, we, again, at this point, we're, we're mostly just uh, web-based uh, and then we do monthly events. So we're trying to just like bring out the messages, uh, social media, we try and post as much reposting on things like that. We actually just got approached by a new uh, realtor or sorry, uh, brokerage that is actually uh, positioning himself as a green realtor. And so for every purchase that, uh, or any transaction that they have, they're going to donate to us and we'll plant a tree and bury oh. for them. So, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, I think it's, it, those are really kind of those extra, I'd love to see more realtors thinking along these lines. Um, and then I think you're gonna see a lot more people who want green as part of the package, part of the thing that they're selling is they, they want to know. And especially I think in this area where a lot of people are coming from the city and are looking to relocate here in the Barry area, um, these are people that wanted to get away from the city. So they're probably your perfect audience for uh, any kind of green messaging. So again, go on to our website and then we do have our 10 actions for climate that are on there. And we try and break it down to pretty, pretty easy things that everyone can do. Okay, we have our rapid fire of time. Just oh, a few questions. Okay. Um, you kind of already answered this one, but what's one thing you can get wrong about you? One thing you, okay. Again, I don't think that, I think I'm not that judgy. Well, maybe I am. Maybe I'm judgy, but not you that. Don't compost. I don't like Yeah, that. oh my God. Don't you pocket compost? That's a Simpsons reference. I don't know if anyone gets it, no. but yeah, okay. 
Uh, what season though? Uh, yeah, <laughs> 90s. Uh, 90s Simpsons. You know, my, my roller derby name is Miss Terplow. So uh, Mr. Plow. Maybe, yeah. Um, go ahead. What's the next one? What is the next question? What please? is on your nightstand? Um, there is there are reading glasses because I'm now past the human best before date. So <laughs> I suddenly need reading glasses to see. Then there's um, um, the blackout masks. So I don't see any light. And then there's earplugs. So I don't hear anything because apparently I suck at sleeping. So there you go. <laughs> uh, and are you currently reading or binging anything? No, we're Um, uh, a, a great book right now uh, called Commanding a Hope by Thomas Homer Dixon. And really it's about looking at this big thing like climate change and not getting too uh, distressed by everything that's coming down the pipe where you shut down. This is like saying, let's be hopeful and let's imagine a better future. And he breaks it down in such a beautiful way. So that's my serious read. That's the one that's helping me to stay grounded in all this. And then what am I binging? I'm binging Ted Lasso for the third time. Like I just, I need, I need that positivity. I need that hopeful. I need that uh, thought that if we're just a little bit nicer and kinder to each other and nicer and kinder to the world, then it's all going to be okay. Andy Pellin, Executive Director of Living Green Bear. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Nice to see you.